Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? When we think about this uh, day, many people uh, get themselves all in their knickers in a twist. And I can honestly say that in the last few years, I've seen it twisted more than at other times. For those of you who don't know what it means to have their knickers in a knot, it means their underwear are places it shouldn't be. <laughs> and it makes people feel uncomfortable. And we have a lot of discomfort going along and a lot of whining with that discomfort. And I can tell you that that's probably why. Now, I'm not here to tie them up or untie them or do any of those things. I'm not going to help you in that fashion. Jesus will. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Amen. But we do love our fathers. We're grateful for them. But many people are falling into a trap of grief on this day. When it should be a day of honor. It should be a day of rejoicing. And one of the things that we need to get out of our language as believers is saying, I've lost so-and-so. We haven't lost them. We know where they are. Amen. Now, some of them may not be where you wanted them to be, but we know where they are. Amen? Amen. So we haven't lost them. They've changed addresses. They've graduated. All those kinds of words they should get in our language. It will help us. God doesn't want you stuck in grief. He carried the grief, but he can only carry what you give him. Amen? And so while some of you may feel, have feelings of missing, if you dwell on that, it will not be beneficial. The place that's missing, the empty gap, the holes, if you focus on those things, you will continue to be in the hole because you will what you focus on, you'll end up in. But if you rather focus on the, the gems that you have me received from them, it's going to go better. Now, not everyone had a believing parent, but there are still good things that they may have taught you that have, have brought increase in your life. And you can honor that. And regardless, we don't measure our earthly fathers with the measurement of our heavenly father. And many people have done that, only in reverse. They've measured their heavenly father according to what their earthly father did. Neither is correct. Hmm? Well, praise the Lord. Everybody's stewing now. Hmm, are we going to be okay? Yes. You will all be okay. You will live and you will not die. Not today. If you do, we're going to have someone pray for you if you have a problem. Now, you say that, but there's been a couple of times we've had people like, hmm, in the church, and they've been just fine after. Amen? There was a minister I knew, and he actually had a heart attack in the pulpit. It was Arnie Bryan. And, and he actually just right there, and it was like, it's not my time. Where I think the last words that they jumped him, and his heart came back, and he went on for another, I think, 15 years after that. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Go until you're done, and enjoy the road. Not the journey, the road. Amen? Journey always sounds like you're going like, a, a, like some sort of yeah, a circle and off here and over there and underneath and over not. And it, straight paths are laid before you. Amen? Amen? Now I'm going to lead you to a scripture this morning that you're going to think, what in the world is this about? But it's going to help you. Because the Father God gives us help right. to live every day strong. And we're going to take pressure, and we're going to crush it today. Amen? Amen. 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 Second Corinthians chapter 4. While you're looking for it, I'll start at verse 15. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4, 15 through 18. For all things are for your sake, that the abundance of grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. So you think, well, all the bad things too? All things happen. And we as believers sometimes think that we're going to have our life in the ice cream parlor of life. Everything's going to be fine because we're a believer now. No, you have a solution that the world doesn't have. The things happen the same to everybody. You just get the exit door. You get the favor of God. You get to have faith. You get to have all these blessings that want to follow you. 
Favor wants to surround you. Favor wants to be in your life. But you got to get in the right place to receive it. Amen. And if your focus is, oh, all the bad things are happening, the bad things are happening, that's going to be another place of focus, like the grief where you're going to end up in a hole. Hmm. That the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. It's going to work out right when we begin to thank right. Hmm? Thank right. As we heard in worship today, we're thanking God not for the terrible things that go down. Amen? Because there's always something we can find that's powerful, that's good. In every situation, we can find good things happening. We have been through much. I mean, my husband and I have been married this year, uh-oh, 42 years in September. And I can tell you we've seen a few things. As a mission, you know, before we were married, I was doing mission work. I saw things I, I had no clue about. The places I've traveled, I've seen a few things. And what I know is this, is every time, of something, God showed me something marvelous. For the which cause we faint not, which is where we need to be today. But through our out, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is what renewed day by day. Well, it's not going to be renewed if you're not in the place to have it renewed. You're not. I mean, this is just fact. This is how it works, right? If you're staying in the ditch and you're living in the holes of life. If you're focused on negativity, if you're focused on what went wrong, that's what you're going to do because you're going to drive straight into it. I have all these terrible relationships in your life. It's not God's fault. Well, I want to go back and fix them. Well, I haven't been able to fix any of those things ever years earth, but I know who can. And if I'm in the middle of it, sometimes I delayed their fixing. Hmm. I have to be renewed. I can't just somebody. If I go to pray for someone and I have today's portion, it's not going to be very good. It's wonderful. I can stand here and tell you how many tremendous miracles I have witnessed in and, and the money places. When we were in Ecuador, that one girl whose leg was this much shorter, who it came out perfect, and she was maybe 18 or 19, I think so, yeah, something like that. And so she wa there was no help for her in Ecuador. So, and and so now she's running to her mummy, crying, and her mummy's like crying, and it's this wonderful thing. And and we're we're not not grateful. We're not not thankful. God did it. We're thanking God and His testimony. But if someone needs that today. I better be renewed with what I need for today. In the same way, if I'm trying to live on, I better not be friends with them. They remind me of so-and-so because when I was with so-and-so, they just about, you know, it was bad and it ended bad. And, and, and so this person reminds me of that person. And so it's the same thing, but in a, the negative fashion, right? So we want to be renewed day by day for our light affliction. Everybody say light, light. affliction. Which is but for a moment, oh boy, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Means they're temporary. They're not going to last. They're subject to change is what it says in another version. There's a place where they're not going to stay like they are. And many times we look at our personal situation and we put the wrong weight on it. We don't see it as light. We see it as a tremendous burden. It is the end. You don't know my pain. That's right. I don't, but I know someone who does. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through. I don't know what you went through this week, but I know someone who does. Now, if we look at the writer who's, this is a personal part here for our light affliction. If we look at the life of Paul, Paul meets up with God. God, uh, he gets blind by meeting with God. And God tells him the very sin of his heart. Hmm. What a meeting with God. 
This is a man who says, light affliction. Aren't you glad God didn't show up to you and go, you in this sin, boy? And it's so horrible, you end up blind. And you have to get a friend who you've been beating up all their friends and killing all their friends, and he's the guy God sends to help you. I didn't have that experience. So when he says light affliction, oh, he almost died here. He almost died there. We know he gets shipwrecked. We know that stone, it gets bit by a poisonous snake. I mean, this terrible. Beaten, go on and on. Light affliction. No big deal. And we have pressure come in our life, which is temporary. Pressure is temporary. Hmm? Pressure is temporary. It doesn't last. It doesn't have stability. Think about the, I've just got to blow off some steam. Well, you know, it, it, it's gone after, right? Hmm? Some people self-medicate to do that. Not wise. But pressure is temporary. If you can recognize where pressures tried to make your decisions and say, wow, pressures tried to get me out of where God wanted me. Pressure's been pushing me into a decision. It's temporary. It doesn't have the, the guts to hang around for long. It's got nothing in it. Pressure, it doesn't have any, any foundation in it. It's not got realism in it. It doesn't have all of the things that will make you strong. It doesn't have that. And it's temporary. It is subject to change. Now, there are a lot of things that we don't recognize in our life that are subject to change. But if you think about the price of bread, I mean, I think when we were, uh, when our, our fam children were small, I think that a loaf of bread, when it got to be a dollar, we were concerned. Now, that hasn't been that long ago. And we've watched the price of bread go up and up and up, and I mean, the price of milk, the same. It doesn't, and, and houses, but now they've started to go da, 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 da. I was, and my husband and I, we were alive when interest rates were 18%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not. They're subject to change. They're temporary. We don't build our life and build wise decisions through things that are temporary. Pressure's temporary. And pressure has come at this time because God is about changing us. And the pressure to change is present. But if we yield to the worldly pressure, we won't have God's change. In the Amplified Version, there's a place where it says, narrow is the way, is the verse we're familiar with. But in the Amplified Version, it says, and compressed with pressure. There's a place where when we talk about holiness, it feels like pressure. Because the world says you'll never be holy. But God says he's holy. And if he says we're holy and to be holy as he's holy, then he's not going to use pressure to change us. He's going to apply the blood of Jesus in our life and watch us change. Amen. As long as we yield to it. As long as we yield to it. And it will cause us to go the right way. And the only pressure we feel in the narrow call is when we're resisting it. I love you. When you're pushing against the walls of God, you will notice the pressure. But if you're going down the straight path, you won't notice it so much. Ever gone bowling? Does anybody know what bowling is? You know, they got two alleys down the same side. I always liked it when the children were small, they put little foamy things and what did they bumpers and and they'd fill them up so the ball would go straight down the middle but you know that that's not how we live life most of us are going thunk, 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 down the <laughs> <laughs> unless you're my husband and you get those you know all of them strikes all the time you know 
he's got a great arm, but it's left. I might be able to do it once in the whole night, but it's only by accident. <laughs> but God didn't call us to live this life by accident. He called us to live it by his word getting worked in our life, by that renewing that we can have day by day. And then we get on his straight path, and pressure doesn't have a voice. Our light affliction can work a great thing because we can go, hey, I know how this works. I yield to God. He does his thing, and we just go through. That's right. If I fight against it, it isn't going to go well. That's right. It isn't going to be well at all. And I'm going to end up very happy, and usually I'm happy, and the people around me aren't going to be happy either. Because when you're giving way, what does pressure want you to do? It wants you to bow to its voice and do its bidding. And when you've done it, it's gone. Oh. And back in the cycle you go. Until the next time it comes. And so if you can break the cycle of bowing to pressure, you're going to go in the right direction. You're going to be much happier. Light afflictions, they come to us. Don't do that. You can't do that. You're too small. You're too wide. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too this. You're too that. Hmm? You'll never be able to do that. Oh, I love that one. How many things I've stood against with that one? How can you have the grace to go into the areas that God calls you? Because he called you, he gives you grace for it. That's how. That's right. It's not any more complicated than that. Don't make it. That's right. I can't do what I do. But I do. And I can. Amen? Right. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Don't you love the word of God? The things which are not seen are eternal. Well, most of us can't see pressure, but we certainly see the effects of it. What you can't see that's eternal can change your life and have the answer when pressure comes and it's beating down your door and trying to make you something that you are never intended to be. These are great and they will help you. Especially on a day like today, one of the things that's happening in our world is men are get under tremendous pressure to provide for families to be a certain way to do a certain thing to have a certain look perhaps today grow a beard and some do better than others and and and, and it's a thing and so well the thing is you gotta you know be a certain way look a certain way wear a certain clothes well, all that's garbage you be who god calls you to do beard or no beard hair or no hair and, and, you know, some of them are just easier for God to count. But that's all right. <laughs> There's pressure on men to have this kind of way. And I think that the greatest thing is for them to be exactly who God called them to be. This pressure of, oh, it's, uh, and then the comparison with women. Well, women should have the same jobs as men. I don't believe that, by the way. I believe whoever and whatever God's called you to, you do that. And never mind that rest of that business. It's, it's so ridiculous, but people get, they begin to bow to those voices. And that's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the world, but it's sneaky. It should be like this. Really? Did the Bible say that? Hmm. There's neither male nor female is what it says. But not so that men can wear dresses. Leave the makeup to the ladies. Okay. The real ones. Just saying. Although I did have a question about shoes, because most men I've met have very big feet, and I wondered where they got those shoes. <laughs> Just a question. Didn't you ever have that? Amen. I have strange thoughts some days. But men, we like them to be who God called them to be. And if we pray for them correctly, we can see and believe for them for the pressures of this world that's trying to conform them into their design and what they think men should be and how they think they should behave. We can pray for them so that that pressure hasn't got a voice in their life. Right. And we should. Let every man be called to the purpose God has called them to and pray that way. Amen? For many years now, I mean the Jetsons, Jackie Gleason, uh, Flintstones, they, the, they, were, they present, uh, presented the men as stupid and the women as the smart ones. And for years, and then we began to accept it, and then we looked for it. And without realizing it was sneaky pressure. Sneaky. 
we didn't understand it was trying to conform our thinking. And the next thing you know, they think women are smarter than men. No, that whole, that whole piece needs to just go to the circular file. You know what a circular file is? Garbage. The garbage can. This is not the way God thinks. He made us individually to be who he's called us to be. And as we find his divine purpose in our life and begin to submit to it and yield to it, we become this wonderful person that God's created every one of us to be. We become part of his great plan. Every person, every joint supplying, every part that he's called into the body of Christ. He needs every part, every person doing and discovering that part and having it come alive and operate well. And then we're so blessed. Amen. I need you to be who God called you to be, whether you're carrying a gun or whether you're carrying a lipstick. I don't care, but be who God's called you to be. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Praise the Lord. We like men to be who they're called to be. When we recognize what's temporary, we can begin to see what's eternal. And it's good. Folks, we're only here for a short time. Aren't you glad that this body that we live in, it's one of the temporary things. It seems like it's a long time, but it's really temporary as well. But I do wonder sometimes. It says we'll recognize people in heaven that we know. And I always thought, hmm, I wonder how that works. Has anybody else ever had that thought? What, what will that be like? How will we know? Well, in the same way that I've met people, and perhaps you have, and you meet them, and you know they're a believer. I mean, you know it. And, and you feel like you've known them for years, and you've never met them before. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. It's happened to me. And you feel like your family. But I think, hmm. Now, you didn't meet them in a past life. Let's just get that off the table. <laughs> I had someone tell me that this week, and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> I had no simple word. I just, no, no. I didn't meet you before. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Does anyone really want to live the life twice? I mean, come on. Whoever came up with that, they had too much pizza and too much to drink. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. As we grow in Jesus and as we move forward and recognize and yield to what God is doing, we'll be able to see better what's temporary, what's eternal. Pain is another thing that's temporary. Even when, uh, for those of you who don't know, I was in a terrible motorcycle accident. It's why it took me a while to get back on one, but I did. The tremendous pain I was in after. It came and went. And yet there were days that I remember that it was so bad that when, we're, when our third child was born, which they told me I shouldn't have any because it would be very hard on everything else that was wrong. But we went ahead and had three children anyway. And I can remember sitting there trying to hold the third one and shaking because, and sweating, just sweating because it hurts so bad to just sit up and hold her. Sweating. But you know what? I cannot tell you that the pain was eternal. It wasn't. Even then, it came and went, and not because I was medicated. Sometimes I was. But when I realized the effects that it was having on my body, I decided to dump them all, which wasn't wise. Don't dump them all in the same day. Sometimes I, don't do, some, I do some things that are not too bright. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm having I'm done with you. I should have prayed. <laughs> I got God's wisdom on that because that wasn't wise. <laughs> and it had other effects on me. <laughs> but I can tell you this, that the pain was temporary. Right. Even in those terrible times. I'm so grateful that the Lord healed me, obviously. That's a great thing. And uh, for all those things, oh, you're going to be in a wheelchair at 35, blah, 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 blah. We're going to put steel things in your back. I don't have any of those things. God's good. Speaking of God's goodness, can I just share with you a little testament? There's a sidebar today. Do you know how we prayed for the little fellow that almost drowned in cultist like? I mean, it's been uh, uh, the doctors, you know, write him off. You should just let him go, blah, blah, blah. So they prayed. Well, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember, sorry, which one. 
but he, they were able to extubate him. And, and then on Thursday, he was moved into his own room. He's out up at the ICU. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're saying, like, he's doing all these things, and he's smiling and responding. And, I mean, Hallelujah. And, and the nurses just kind of, they're all, well, we'll just keep helping him because he seems to just be responding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 In Ephesians 4.15, it says, Speak the truth and love, grow up, that we may grow up into him which is all things, which is the head, even Christ. I include that because as we recognize these are the things that are eternal, our growth in Jesus. There's a place inside where we grow up into him, and that has an eternal, an eternal reward. As we grow up, our spirit man's the part that grows up and it goes on. And we are able to be that body. There are things that God is doing in our life that are absolutely have an eternal reward. And, it, and it's like, well, why was I focused on this stuff? There are so many things we're going to leave back here on the earth. Shoes included. <laughs> I mean, I have the gospel shoes of peace on my feet, whether I have shoes on or whether I'm running with bare feet. Amen. And they never come off. (laughs) Sometimes a little skin, but other than that, you know, (laughs) we're all good. And when we recognize what the things that get left behind, that it's like, why was I putting all my energy in that? Why wasn't I coming to God and saying, God, what is it about that light affliction business that's working in me something for glory? Why aren't I talking to God about that? Why am I not coming to him and saying, what is it that, that I need to do so that I can be part of that great body of yours while you're here on earth at such a short time? Let me make it useful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I want to grow up into the head, which is Christ. I'm part of him. I'm part of his body. How do I fit in with it? How do I cooperate with it? How do I grow in it? Why aren't we asking those things? They have eternal consequences. And, you know, consequence isn't a bad word. can have good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. These are good things. But you see, we come to God often in a funky kind of way. We think that the only time we come is when we're in a bad way. And then we make all kinds of weird promises, which are temporary as well. God, I'll really do. If you just get me out of this mess, if you just do this miracle, I'm going to give you all my life. I will serve you forever until Monday. Come on. <laughs> I was a teenager. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It was a while ago, but I remember some of the things. Deuteronomy 26, 7 says, When we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our infliction and on our labor and our oppression, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and outstretched arms, great terribleness, signs and wonders, and has brought us into this place, given us the land, a land flows that milk and honey, and we're still going to God on that same basis. That the only time we talk to him is when we're in a mess. And God's so good. You think he doesn't have grace for you in your life? He keeps helping you when you're in a mess and it's the only time you talk. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good day. Come on. Do you know when I was in a mess, I always talked to my earthly father, good, bad, or otherwise. And if I didn't, as I got older, he'd call me. I didn't ever like those chats. He seemed to always know. And give me those that look. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I make it, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he always knew when, when things were tough. And I get a phone call, let's go for coffee. He never talked about it. He never wanted to hear what I had to talk about. He never even asked me. He did all the talking. <laughs> but I didn't understand until later that that's what I needed. It was a refocus. He talk about all this stuff. I'm thinking, I've come to you. You've called me. You know that there's something going on. And at the end, he said, you know, whatever's going on, you can just get up and get through. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to dump. I want to tell you all my troubles in my heart. He didn't want to hear. And I didn't understand why. Because that would never have fixed me. That's why. 
All that dumping did nothing. He's not like the father priest. You go open the door, dump your stuff, and get up and go back. Who was telling us about that the other day? Oh, it was, it was you, Bruce. And you said, and, and, and like you go there, you don't really ever tell him your heart anyway. You go in the little box, you know what I'm talking about? Confessional. Tells you to go after and do all the other stuff and get your beads out. I tell you what, we do some weird things as people, <laughs> thinking that's going to work. I'm going to go count some beads and say some stuff. Now, that's kind of obvious that we go that way, but there's times when us, you know, charismatics, we got our own little stuff going on. I'm just going to go, I'm going to pray in tongues myself. I'm touching it. I'm not going to really talk to God first. I'm just going to go, and I'm going to be angry, and I'm going to quote a bunch of scriptures, and I don't, Were you counting beads that day? Come on, we got our habits. We, temporal. It's temporary. It's subject to change. But it's not changing stuff by doing it. <laughs> so I know, I know, it, I love the word and I quote the word, but it took me a long time to realize my confessions weren't changing anything when I didn't have faith. My confessions could do work. They could help my ears come to faith if that was their purpose in my heart. If I sat down and meditated on those words, if I considered those scriptures, if I thought about them and brought them up before the Lord in the right manner, when I was then quoting those scriptures, I gave them a place to hear them in my heart. Now they're able to make the change. Now I'm able to come to faith. It's that simple. I had made it sort of in the weirdly simple wrong way. I'm just going to go rattle them off like a machine gun, and I can. I can quote lots of scripture. I can give you chapter, verse, chapter, verse, chapter, verse. But until I rest in it and hear it, I like the Bible word in the King James that says, hearken. It's a great word. Hearken such a powerful word because it's not just listening like, you know, like an airplane going over your head, words going over your head. Hearken is that place where it takes action with the words. It's not just like hearing a bunch of stuff and doing nothing. Hearken is a word that comes with action. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You see how that can adjust things. And now we begin to move in the way that God wants us to move. And we will have faith. When we decide, okay, I, this is what your word says. Let me just take a moment with God. I'd rather that you had one verse that you knew than 10 you could quote and had no idea. You take that one and you meditate on it. I had put out a whole bunch because I had some, you know, financial misunderstandings in my life. And I didn't understand it. And I didn't and I, you know, I come up to the thing and they're talking prosperity and all I could hear is the bad things everybody said and not what the word said. So I went out and I grabbed a hold and I made a whole list of prosperity scriptures and I'd read them over and I'd read them over and I'd read them over and I went, what am I doing? This is not working. And I came to one. And I just decided every time there was a stoplight, I'd say it until my ears would hear it. I said, as I was praying, I had a big list, and same thing with the scriptures that you might pray over yourself. I, I put my hand on the paper. I said, God, help me, the one that's going to speak to me. I'm going to listen to your voice. And so one of them stood out, and it was from the book of Psalms. And so I began to say it, and I began to say it. And one day, I just I pulled over after. I was crying in the car. It went click. Faith came, and I could see that God is pleased and, and I knew that he wanted me to be blessed. And it was easy. It was easy. It had an eternal response. Be part of the head. I don't just come to him because I'm troubled anymore. Amen? Let's turn to John chapter 5. This is so critical in this hour. Many people, because of circumstances and situations, have come to the place in life 
John five will start at twenty four. We'll go on a we'll go on a little bit of a trail, and uh, I see that the power and the voice of men has lost so much of its weight, so much of its authority. And, and I see that as part of the work of government and culture and situations and circumstance to the point where when the fathers of the faith speak, it's not heard well. And there are people that God puts in our life who are fathers of the faith that we need to be able to hear. But because we haven't been able to hear earthly fathers' voices, because they got messed up for a variety of reasons, then it becomes difficult to hear our good father's voice that's speaking through the fathers he's placed in our life. And there are some, and we need to sometimes find them, but wait for God to connect them. Amen? And the same way with spiritual mothers as well. But there's a place where I've seen it where because the families got divided and this and that, I've seen children raised in a one-parent home where they can't hear the other's voice. Where if it's, it's raised by a father, the woman comes along and it's like they can't, they can't hear a true mother's voice. They, they sort of listen, but not really. And it takes time and it takes faith. To, for that to be rebuilt. It takes a work of God. Same thing on the other side. If it's been a single mother, you'll see that the fella has, or the children, whether they're boys or girls, have difficulty hearing the father's voice. It's just not known to them. It's not because they don't like it. It's unknown. Unknown. But that is also something that can change. Amen. Amen. It's temporal. Absolutely. You see, we haven't identified what's temporary and what's eternal. We think that the experiences of life are eternal. Hmm? Hmm? Well, this is what happened to me, and that's the way I am, and I will be that way until I die. Okay. I don't see it scripturally, but if people it and give it power they'll have it till they die something that was temporal embraced as eternal are you in John chapter 5 believe this is blessing you today we've got to hear the father's voice and know that it's a good voice and know that who he sets in our life and in our circle. He who is placed in there to be that speaking voice. He, when he brings someone into our life, that they've got that weight of words that can help you see the eternal things that should be established in your life. Amen? Sometimes it comes through, the, through a, a female as but it doesn't matter as long as it's God's voice. Amen. John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. Whoa. Whoa. But it's passed from death to life. How many people have you met that are still believers that get under the voice of condemnation? How many have you heard? I've heard many. It should never be. Have you heard the Father's voice? Have you heard it? When you hear his voice, you'll come out of the pressure of condemnation that's holding down this world. It won't dominate your thinking. It won't dominate your way of living. Condemnation is a terrible voice. And many people, even they're coming to Jesus and they're coming and they're taking that step. And even as they come, they go, you don't know where I've been. That's the voice of condemnation. I don't know if he'll ever accept me. Voice of condemnation. I don't know if even if he does accept me, if it will work for me. Voice of condemnation. If you will hear the father's voice, eternal life. That which has eternal reward and consequences, that will be the biggest voice and can change any experience, any situation, anything that you've been through, 
and having an eternal reward of goodness. Anything. Anything. And that terrible load that's been sitting on people's shoulders. Maybe you're the one that's received it. You get to bless someone else with that strength. You get to come to them and show them that goodness. You get to come to them and show, you know what? I know that voice. It tried to come after me a few times. Come, hear the Father's voice. Hear that it's good. Hear that there's eternal life in it that can change anything you've ever faced. Anything. Verily, verily, it says in verse 25, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear his voice. Oh my. And they that hear it, they won't stay dead. They won't stay dead. Hmm. Sounds like resurrection power to me. Is there a place in your life where you need a little resurrecting? Where the things that are temporal have so pressed you down, you need that. Because resurrection life isn't like, okay, that's nice, I'm born again. <laughs> I got a ticket to heaven. That's not what resurrection power is. It's the get up when you don't have any. It's the power to change your heart. The power to renew your mind, to think like God. That's awfully arrogant, Pastor Gwen. Yeah, well, I have the mind of Christ. How about you? Amen? He's given it to me. I'm going to do my best to try and use it. <laughs> Amen? Mine hasn't gone so well. I hope that you understand what I'm saying right there. So as the Father is in life in himself, so is he given the Son to have life in himself. So how is it that we're depleted of life source? Hm, I don't know. <laughs> has given him authority to execute judgment also because he's a son of man. Don't be surprised. Don't marvel. Don't get your, oh, ah. the hours are coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Everyone. Now, if you think only the dead, no, he says all. So we know that that happened and we know what happened was his voice was so big. The resurrection power was so big. His voice was so big that dead people couldn't stay dead and they got up and walked in the city and it says all. I've always thought it was kind of concerning myself. <laughs> you know me, because I got questions, right? Did they have clothes on? I hope so. <laughs> I think that's why that, that generation always buried themselves with a really pretty dress or something, good suit. Because <laughs> so that when they got up, you know, they'd have clothes on. I don't know. <laughs> but I have questions. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, here comes Auntie Lily. We thought she was like, you know, done. <laughs> Apparently not. She looks kind of strange, a lot thinner than the last time I saw her. <laughs> I have questions. I'll get a chance when I get to heaven. I have eternity, so I've got lots of questions, and I have a lot of chance to answer them. <laughs> Praise God. He's so good. Amen. So his voice is resurrection power. There's things in my life. There's things in your life that could use a little hello. Right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> His voice is good. It's got life in it. Is there a part of your body that needs some resurrection life spoken to it? Is there some cells that could come back to life, men? <laughs> some women too. Amen. <laughs> His voice. His voice. His voice. In verse 37, it says, The Father himself which has sent me, has borne witness of me. You've neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Now we know that that's, that's just, we didn't hear it. We didn't see God, but we know people who have. We know, and we've seen, and, and Pastor Jason referred to a scripture from 1 John and chapter 1 where it says, what well, we've seen and we've witnessed, we've witnessed this. Now, we're not living in an age where Jesus is physically walking among us. But if he's alive in our heart, we've witnessed him. And we've heard his voice. It doesn't come on a megaphone. Hopefully. <laughs> 
usually when God's speaking like that, every time in the Bible we hear him speak out, it's like, hello, stop, you're going to die, something like that. So hopefully, if he's calling out to you, it isn't because you're in the middle of doing something you should not. For all the people I've heard audible voices for, it usually includes that. A few times, it's the other way. But mostly it's like, no, stop. <laughs> he speaks to us in that quiet place where we come to him and spend time in his presence. And we just know sometimes people have a verse come up while they're sitting there. The Father's voice is good. And we know that when he was water baptized, his only son, that the most important thing that was said over his own son, the Father God, over his own son says, this is my beloved son. What does he say next? Hear him. Hear him. Hmm. Out of all the things that could have been said, he said to hear him. In the middle of pressure, in the middle of sorrow, in the middle of pain, can we hear him? When we had the motorcycle accident, I was going down the road like this. And finally had come to a stop, and I don't remember. You could ask me whether I blacked out or not. I have no idea. I, I think I blacked out because I, I remember flipping, and then I remember being stopped, and there's a blank spot in between. When I was laying there on the road, I heard a voice. It said, move your head. I know that sounds funny. But I moved my head. I had a silver full-face helmet on. There was a car coming up the hill. When I moved my head, this car pulled over and they said, they got out and they were shaking. When you moved your, I, I saw the helmet, it flickered off our lights. They would have driven right over me because it was nine o'clock at night. Move your head. I was glad that day I obeyed. I think my husband was too. Can we hear his voice regardless of situation? If we can, the things that have been temporal pressing us to try and shift us from what he's called us to do, shift us from the place he's planted us, shift us from where he's happy to set us. If we can hear his voice amidst that pressure, we will hear what to do and we'll go through. And that train or that circumstance or what was meant to take us out won't have any power. And we'll realize and walk in the strength of his voice and live in the eternal promises he's, he's given us. That doesn't mean that while you're in the midst of an affliction, that it's easy. But it is light because he's light. He is the light of the world. And when we're in the middle of pain, if we can see that revelation, revelation works like light in a situation. Follow me? So it's like when things are in the dark, you can't see them. When you're in an affliction, you often can't see. But if you know that the true light now shines, now you have a real light affliction. You can see now why it's connected to glory. You can see that in the middle of it all, you can hear his voice go through, come the other side and go, my God, my God. Yes, he delivers me, but he also can send me. And, and he can talk to me, even when things aren't bad. And we will learn to come to him when it's good, when things are well. This has been our greatest call of the hour. Because as we move out of the temporary things which have held us, which he says he's delivered us from,
and we begin to walk in the eternal promises, things begin to go well. And then we get lazy. We need to speak to him at all times. Hear his voice at all times. There are people who will be in your circle that are going to need you to walk in that resurrection power. And so much of it is found in hearing his voice. When they heard, even the graves were open. When they heard his voice, the dead came alive. When they heard, so important for every one of us to be able to hear past circumstance. His voice will lead us. His voice will go ahead of us. And his voice will protect us. Amen. You've been so very good this wonderful day. As I've shared my heart with you on his great voice. I could go on and on. <laughs> because I know that that's what helped me. So many, many times. And it didn't always come to me directly. It came through others. God so many times in my life used my husband to speak to me. But it was the voice of God. He's used others to speak and encourage me. And as long as it's, you know, the word of God, it's there to help me. It's not there to hurt me. I'm better because of those who he's placed in his life that are willing to speak his word and speak his truth. I'm better because of this family. I'm better because of all the people who love me, who love God. So are you. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W, 3B1. 